This is Wicket's World with Mike Wicket on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Happy Friday, Cubs baseball coming your way. Short show today, 1245. Is that right, Kira? Sure. 1245 for the pregame, 120 for the first pitch with Pat and Ron. We'll have the Cubs right here taking on the Dodgers over on the north side of Chicago. That's coming up later on. So we will hand it off to Zach Zaidman in about 45 minutes. I could spend the entire time talking about the big news in the NFL that dropped about an hour and a half ago, and that is that the Detroit Lions will be without the services of four players. The Washington Commanders will be without the services of one player for some significant time because of gambling. We'll talk more about this with our first guest, my good friend, joining me from Detroit, uh, from 97.1, the ticket in the D. Jeff Rieger is with us. Rieger, good to see you. Good to talk with you. How are you, my friend? Wicked. It's been a while. How are you? <laughs> uh, married, three kids in Des Moines. Glad to have you, buddy. Good to talk with you. <laughs> you seem busy. Very, very busy. Yes, three kids will do that. Uh, speaking of busy, word comes down today that uh, Jamison Williams, last year's number one pick for the Lions, and then Stanley Berryhill, who I don't know who that is, um, are both out six games for betting on non-NFL games on their cell phone. Quintez Cephas and uh, C.J. Moore, who's a special team star, are both really do- good. Yeah, are both done for the year because they actually stupidly bet on NFL games. What's the immediate reaction there in Detroit? Oh come on! You know the reaction. You're no stranger to Detroit. It's S.O.L. <laughs> it's same old Lions. Yeah. Everything was going so well for the Lions. They had a great free agency period. They went eight and two in their final 10 games. Every Lions fan is like, this is the year we're going to see our second playoff win, maybe in our lifetime. Hell for the younger folk, (laughs) our first ever playoff win. This is the year we're going to win the division. And I think we all had a feeling the other shoe was going to drop. I don't think anybody realized it was going to be a gambling probe. The thing that you left out too was apparently last month, Members from both the football side and the business side of the Lions got fired as well from the organization. So while we can probably agree the rules seem a little silly in some occasions about when you can gamble and considering the NFL is in bed with all these gambling sites, all these players and personnel knew the rules and they broke the rules. And now, unfortunately, no jam for six games. And, and you mentioned C.J. Moore. He was a seventh-round pick. Lions just extended him. For two years and four and a half million bucks. Oops. And now he's essentially cut from the team. And he's a good player. They'll miss his presence as well. So the the two guys that are done for the year, they were cut. And they have to apply for reinstatement a year from now. Or a year from today or the next league year or whatever that means. Do you expect those two guys to come back? Or is this just like, I mean, you were good, but you weren't that good. And this kind of thing is going to keep you from being on the roster. Well, so I think they'll come back. Like, okay. So Quintez Cephas from Wisconsin, he never really gelled in Detroit. I was a Bob Quinn pick to begin with, who was the former GM. So I would not think that he would come back to Detroit, and I don't know if he would be an NFL player. But T.J. Moore, I mean, he just got extended. So I assume that he probably could come back. I mean, Kelvin Ridley, 
Same thing happened to him with the Atlanta Falcons last year. He just recently got reactivated into the league. So I do think eventually these guys will be able to come back. But that's tough. I mean, you know, it's kind of like a double-edged thing here, right? So it's bad enough that you're going to gamble on other sports on team property, which you're not allowed to do, and that's what Jamison Williams apparently did. You also can't gamble on road trips, which is a little cryptic because are you allowed to gamble in the hotel room? Can you gamble at the airport? I don't know. What I do know, and I, I, I do some online gambling myself with it, <laughs> that you gotta go get it you gotta go get a new app. So let's say you're in Carolina. Like you gotta leave Detroit, you gotta sign up for a new app. And then you got to gamble there. So it's kind of a tough thing to have to go through to even get your bets in. So that seems pretty foolish. And then the worst of it all is if you decide to gamble on an NFL game. If you do that, you're in it for at least a year. I mean, it can't, I don't know what kind of bets these guys were making. Like, Rieger, when you bet I would love game, to know. when you and I are betting on football or whatever, it's like 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. You get crazy because you're on a hot streak. And like, I'll throw 100 on on whatever. But whatever these guys are betting, whatever. Now they're losing game checks. Like whatever the payoff was on that parlay, it could not have been equal to one of the six game checks that now Jamison Williams is going to lose. And I agree with you. However, I don't think you think like that when you want to lay a wager. I think, and I could be wrong about this, but I think at the time, all these guys thought maybe not that big of a deal. But they knew the rules as well. So, yeah, it's it's a big risk for very little reward, you feel. And it just seems so foolish. Now, I know here in Detroit, there's two sides, right? Immediately, two sides have broken out. There's the you got to follow the rules side, which I kind of am on myself. There's a lot of dumb rules in society, but you got to follow them or you're (laughs) going to get in trouble. And then there's the side of, wow, this is so stupid. The NFL is making so much money off these gambling websites, but these players are getting suspended if they use them. And, you know, Kyle Mikey does a great job for MLive here in Detroit covering the Lions. He made a whole point where the Lions run out of their locker room. The first thing they see is this massive bet MGM suite that all these fans are in that you can see the players run out onto the field. And it seems weird that you now get suspended for using that site, bet MGM. But I just think you got to be smart. You got to be mature about things. And and even though you think, oh my God, Alabama can't lose this game. I love to lay two hundred bucks on it or a thousand or whatever these guys are betting. You just got to understand that you can't do it. The other thing too is you can bet on whatever you want that isn't the NFL. You yes. can bet on college, the NBA, the NHL. You can you can even use all the gambling websites. So you can go play slots or blackjack or or poker. You just can't do it. Uh, in a team facility or when you're traveling for a team reason. Talking to Jeff Rieger from Detroit's 97.1, the ticket. He is uh, out there covering, of course, the Detroit Lions. Four players suspended, two for six games, including uh, prized wide receiver Jamison Williams. He'll be out six games, two other players suspended for an entire season for gambling on sports. Does this make you question, and obviously this is something we talk about at draft time, but a year in now, knowing what he lost because of the ACL injury, does this make Lions fans maybe question the maturity of Jamison Williams? I think so. I think so. And it's interesting because there's been a couple of incidents where people might point out something, but you're not allowed to because everybody loves JMO. And, and how could you not love Williams for what he did at Alabama? I mean, he might be the fastest guy in the NFL when healthy. 
And just on a couple of occasions, you saw that with the Lions when he was able to play. But they trade up for him. He had a bad ACL to begin with. That's how they got him at the 12th overall pick. And whatever, like Brad Holmes said the other day, the Lions GM, they said, listen, I don't even care if he played last year because it was all about this year. So, like, I'm not going to kill Holmes over the pick. And Holmes has been very good as a GM establishing and identifying talent. But then you look at it. Okay, J-Mo had some bad body language in the Packer game. He seemed like he was not on the same page with Jared Goff. Couldn't get him the ball, but, but that's understandable, too, because he sat out 10 games or 11 games. So it took a little, little bit to get ingratiated into the offense. And then he also tweeted, a, re-liked or, or liked or retweeted a tweet saying Lamar Jackson should come to the Lions. Ooh. And that kind of rubbed Oh, are you but, kidding me? Oh, yeah. So, like, is Jared Goff not good enough for you? He doesn't like Jared Goff. So these little issues I think people wanted to make a big deal about, all issues that aren't a big deal, at least in my opinion. But now you get to this, and, yeah, I think maturity is a good word for it. I just think decision-making is a good word for it. And at the end of the day, it's not going to wreck his career. He still is in charge of that. He can come back and be a great player. He's out until he can do every off-season workout he can do OTAs he can do mini camps he can do the preseason and then he's going to sit out for the first four weeks and then week four starts he gets to go back in he gets ramped up for week seven and then he can play for the rest of the season so this won't wreck his career unless he's just a bust which I don't think is the case but I think now people are annoyed and yeah they're, they're angry about some decisions but I, I still think he could be the right pick at 12. I really do. I think there is great value to go get a receiver like that, but it's not also a great start. I think that's obvious. <laughs> Jeff Rieger joining us from 97 won the ticket in Detroit here on ESPN Des Moines. I'm Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's world uh, on the field. Obviously, you know, I didn't buy into all the lions hype. And then when they went, like you said, eight and two in their last 10 beat green Bay at Lambeau, it was like, okay, that was a good year for Detroit. Really good yeah. year. Uh, you expect them to take another jump this season. And then and this happens Six games. I don't know if there's going to be a, uh, an appeal to the suspension, but let's say he's gone for six, and we don't know their schedule yet. Does this maybe ruin playoff chances, or is this just six games? September doesn't even matter. So it's interesting, right? No, no I don't think it does. Because if you remember, before Jamison Williams even took a snap with the Lions, even when they were losing and they started off one and six, they had like the top six offense in football. It yeah. was their defense. It was historic what they were doing offensively. Right. I mean, they, they played well with Miami, lost because of their defense stunk. They played great with Seattle, but they didn't make the Seahawks punt a single time. Now, there was a couple stinkers. Like, they got shot out against the Patriots and a, you know, 15th round uh, quarterback that shut them down. But other <laughs> that's like Lions lost. That happens like once every Lions season. But for the most part, that offense was good. And they went out and they, they signed Marvin Harris, Marvin Harrison, Marvin Jones, rather, who, um, who used to be a Lion, and he's coming back. And they might draft the receiver. So I don't think it's going to wreck the Lions uh, and their playoff chances. I think they're going to be fine. They're pretty deep everywhere. And they got a draft still yet to do. So I think they're going to be okay. But, but again, I mean, Jamison Williams was a guy that was counted on to – really enhance and put this offense over the top. So you're going to have to wait a little bit. The other thing too, Mike, I mean, we saw last year when he missed so much time with the ACL this year, it's going to be similar. How long is it going to take for Jamison Williams to get back into the offense? Once he officially comes back. Talking to Jeff Rieger for another minute or two from 97, won the ticket in Detroit about the Jamison Williams and three other lions suspended for six games or a year 
after they got busted for gambling. The the Lions knew about this a month ago. <laughs> and within the month, and I'm not surprised by that. They wanted to keep it quiet. But within the last month, correct me if I'm wrong, they signed Marvin Jones. Was that a reaction to what they knew was coming? I think so. I don't think there's any question. Like, it's, inter- it's interesting because Brad Holmes spoke yesterday. Because the media. signing itself, Rieger, was like, oh, okay, I guess that just adds some an older player. It's a really young roster they have there. I think there's one guy over 31 on the entire roster and they added Marvin Jones. But now if I can piece things together, it's like, okay, that might make a little, make a little more sense. Well, they started firing guys from the organization a month ago Hmm. because when this probe was going on, they found out that Detroit was doing a lot of this online gambling and breaking a lot of the rules. So a month ago, they fired a bunch of the staffers on the football side and the business side. So yeah, Brad Holmes knew what was up. He knew this was coming down, probably just didn't know when. And it's interesting because yesterday he talked to the media. You know, he didn't talk next week because then, of course, he'd have to answer questions about this. So I think he knew. And, yeah, I think Marvin Jones was probably a signing because he knew he wasn't going to have JMO for a while. Marvin Jones also played in Jacksonville, and they played the Lions. Lions destroyed them, and he wanted to come back to Detroit. He left to begin with because he didn't like Matt Patricia, I think. So, you know, I, I think that's probably safe to assume that, he knew he was going to be without JMO for a little bit, so he went out and he signed a receiver. Uh, coming up, the draft next week, Lions sitting at 6-18. and 18. Uh, I have made the claim that if there is a good landing spot for a quarterback to get there who needs to be developed, it's Anthony Richardson to the Lions at 6. Love it. Do, do I, let him sit for a year behind Goff. Uh, makes sense for somebody like Hendon Hooker, but he's a little old, maybe later in that round of the Vikings behind Cousins. But 6-18, and 18, where does Detroit go? So um, you're going to start a fight in Detroit if you say draft a quarterback. <laughs> People are in love with Jared Goff. They love How him. do you and, love Jared Goff? Like he's, a, he's, he's, he's like Kirk Cousins. Mike, you're from here. You know how Lions <laughs> fans feel. This has been torture for our entire life. So when you finally get a guy, they like his story. L.A. gave up on him. So you finally get a guy that has success, even though they didn't make the postseason. They're sold on this guy. They want to give him a $50 million a year extension. What? Like, they're okay giving him a Jalen Hurts type what? extension. A Joe Burrow. They are. It's insane. So if you say draft a quarterback, Lions fans get very angry. But I 100% agree with you. If the Lions are as good as we think they're going to be next year, even without J-Mo, then you're not going to have a chance to draft six in the upcoming draft. So if you like a Drake May from Carolina or a Caleb Williams from USC – you would have to pay a ridiculous amount to trade up to get your quarterback next year. You cannot, I don't care what anybody says, you cannot extend Jared Goff for a ridiculous amount like 45 to $50 million a season, which I think it would cost considering he's only 28 right now and his contract is up in two years. So Anthony Richardson would be great. And the Lions met with him at the Combine and they seem to really like him. I just don't know if they go quarterback. They're pretty deep in every group. So I think they could pretty much go anywhere they want. You hear a lot of you know, cornerback, you hear some defensive end. Jalen Carter met with the Lions, and Brad Holmes recently said it went better than he thought it would. Maybe they take Carter. I'll, I'll tell you there. what, man, with the maturity issues and the situation around the organization right now with Jamison Williams and this gambling, the last thing I think you want is a, is a guy with questionable character like Jalen Carter. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Will Anderson is out there, too. I mean, you know, there's thoughts that maybe you trade up the three with Arizona because they want to trade that pick, and you end up coming away with a guy like Anderson, who I think everybody would be elated about. Rieger, good to talk with you, my friend. Uh, Let's do it again soon. 
Mike, always good. Congrats on the success, man. Good to hear from you. You as well. You can catch him on 97 Won the Ticket in Detroit on Twitter at Rieger1984. He's Jeff Rieger. And what a story. What a bombshell of a story about the Detroit Lions. And we know we let off talking about the SOL, the same old Lions. And that is the mentality. Anytime things were going well and there was hype. Remember last year there was hype coming out of the uh, the hard knocks. And it was like, oh, man, everybody the previous year, the Lions, they may lose, but they fight. And then they started out one and six, and it was same old Lions out of Detroit last year. And then all of a sudden they got hot, and they started looking like a good team that could actually complete football games, play four quarters. And the there's there's no team with more hype that didn't make the playoffs last year than the Detroit Lions. People are talking about NFC North champions competing for the NFC Championship another year with uh, Dan Campbell. People a year ago were calling him a kook. Now they're calling him an NFL Coach of the Year candidate. I've never seen anyone in the history of the NFL go from the charts where they're most likely to get fired. All right, he was the coach on the hot seat after the first, like, two weeks to Coach of the Year votes. That literally happened with Dan Campbell last year. I could not believe it. And then this is same old Lions. You have four players getting suspended. Jamison Williams out six games. Uh, Stanley Berryhill also out six games for betting on non-NFL games on their cell phones inside the team facility. And then Quintez Cephas and C.J. Moore are out for a year because they bet on NFL games. Oh, but Wicket, DraftKings, FanDuel, MGM, it's all over. Yeah, but the rules are the rules. And these guys have classes. And these guys get the rules handed to them, saying, don't bet on sports while you're inside the facility and never never bet on the NFL. And what do they do? They break the rules. Calvin Ridley just happened. It's not like Calvin Ridley broke the rules in the 90s. Calvin Ridley just got reinstated for betting on sports. He placed a $1,500 wager from his, you know, $40 million or whatever that he's worth, and he lost a year. How stupid do you have to be? We'll get to more of this. Uh, Also, uh, Tiki Barber on WFAN Radio in New York had some interesting things to say about the Jets going full Jets when it comes to a potential quarterback acquisition. We'll get to that next. Wicket needs a timeout. He'll be back soon. You're listening to 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Now you're talking, Kira. Now we're getting good. It's 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. My name is Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World. Happy Friday. Cubs baseball coming your way. Zach Zaidman with the pregame at 1245. And then uh, 121st pitch with Pat and Ron. We'll have the game two tomorrow, early game tomorrow from uh, Wrigley Field. And then tomorrow night, right here, we'll have the Bucks and the Heat in game three of that series down in South Beach. We'll have Sunday night baseball and we'll have the Cubs game. So some, you know, doubleheader baseball coming up on Sunday. So you want live sports? We've got live sports right here on ESPN Des Moines. Thanks again to Jeff Rieger for joining me from a 97.1, the ticket in Detroit. If you missed that conversation, uh, it'll be podcasted later, ESPNDesMoines.com and on all the socials at ESPNDSM. I, uh, I can talk about this story forever because one of my favorite things in life to talk about on the radio, and I've been doing this for decades, is to talk about stupid. All right? I love talking about stupid. 
I don't understand how you can be so stupid. But then again, I've never been a 22-year-old rich athlete with millions of dollars. And I've never been told, you can't do anything wrong. You know, I've, I've never been above the law. But that's what happened in Detroit with Jamison Williams and some other guys. If you missed it, Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network was on and broke this news today. Nope. We'll get to it. All right. I will break the news for you. It's fine. I'm here for it. Uh, Jameson Williams, the first-round pick of the Lions a year ago who missed the first half of the season because he had uh, blown out ACL in the SEC championship game. Uh, Jameson Williams got caught gambling on non-NFL games, which is fine, but you cannot... The rules say you can't you can't bet on anything, regardless, inside a team facility, and he did. All right, he bet on college games. Also, uh, Stanley Berryhill did the same thing. Those two guys, six games. Ian Rappaport's better at this than I am. Major gambling news this morning. A bombshell. Four Lions players, one Commanders player, suspended for violations of the NFL's gambling policy. That includes star receiver Jamison Williams of the Detroit Lions. Here are the specifics on the players that are being suspended this morning by the NFL. Jamison Williams, the Lions star mentioned, he gets a six-game suspension. Stanley Berryhill, another receiver, also six games. And then three players with indefinite suspensions. Essentially what that means is they are suspended at least a year with the opportunity to reapply after one year, those players are Quinn Cephas, the receiver from the Detroit Lions, C.J. Moore, a defensive back and special teamer, and Shaka Tony from the Washington Commanders, a young defensive end. He is suspended indefinitely. So the, the star of this is Jamison Williams. The other guys are nice players. One's a really good special teamer. The other guys, whatever. But the star of this story is Jamison Williams. Uh, 12th overall pick a year ago out of Alabama. All kinds of speed. If he didn't get hurt in the SEC championship game, he might have gone top five. Who knows? So his uh, agency, his representation, Alliance Sports, put this sta uh, statement out. Alliance Sports confirms that its client, Jamison Williams, has been suspended by the NFL for six games for violating the NFL's gambling policy. Jamison takes full responsibility for his actions and is very apologetic to the NFL, his teammates, and the fans and city of Detroit. However, it is important to note that Jamison's violation was not for betting on football, but rather due to a technical rule regarding the actual location in which the online bet was placed and which would be otherwise allowed by the NFL outside of the club's facility. Jamison would never intentionally jeopardize the integrity of the game he loves so much and looks forward to getting back to his team as soon as possible. I mean, that's the, that's the right way to word it. That's what you're supposed to do. But if you... This is the way that it works. You get drafted by your team, all right? Next week, there are going to be 200 and some odd players get drafted. Then there'll be a bunch of free agents that get signed. And you get drafted to your team. And then you, as a rookie, you report. You learn that you get handed a playbook. You get in your meetings and you run, you know, basic routes. One other thing that you do, you will do now, especially with FanDuel and MGM and all the betting sites. You will sit in a class and they will tell you many things that you're not supposed to do. Like hookers and blow. Not supposed to do that. Chris Carter famously once talked to a bunch of rookies and said, get a fall guy. That video never should have surfaced if you're the NFL, but it did. One guy in your crew who's always going to take the fall. They always will tell you, get a fall guy. And now, with the explosion of gambling, 
they will tell you, don't bet on the NFL. And here's the rule. If you want to bet on the NBA or college football or golf or highlight or whatever your game of choice is on your phone, don't do it in a team facility. All right? Don't do it in a team facility. Don't do it. Uh, Allen Park is a suburb of Detroit, and that's where the Lions facility is. Don't do it there. Don't do it on a Lions plane. Don't do it at Ford Field. If you need to, go across the street to Starbucks and go place your bet on the Lakers if you need to. But that's it. That's all you have to do. And I don't know if it's immaturity or my favorite topic, stupid. I don't know if it's immaturity or stupid that led to these four guys and some staffers, too, that got let go. They fired a couple of guys that work for the Detroit Lions because they did the exact same thing. So it's not just the players who are either immature or stupid. It's also these Lions employees who are immature or stupid, and I should say former employees. But how can you not know, honestly? Like, how, you know, it's it's kind of like with uh, with steroids. You're supposed to know everything that you put in your body. If not, you're supposed to hire someone, whoever that person is, to look at everything you're putting in your body, every supplement, every shot, every drink, every food. I know, are those poppy seeds on there? Am I going to test positive for something that might be in the pot? You're supposed to know. This is even easier than that. Okay. Here's how this works. I want to bet. Where am I? Am I in a Lions facility? I am. I can't place the bet. It's that easy. It's just that easy. But Jamison Williams and these other guys, Jamison Williams did not know, apparently, or chose not to care. And that is where it is either immature or stupid. That's it. I just, it, and all these people, and I know, will wick it. You watch games. You see TV. Heck, you guys advertise. FanDuel, DraftKings, MGM, Betfred, all the different sites, right? Yeah. I don't control the outcome of a game. I'm fine with players and coaches and staff and teams and trainers not gambling on football or basketball or baseball. Whether or not I'm betting on those games or not, I would rather have the people who control the outcome not betting on the games. All right? I'm a nobody. I'm a yutz. I'm sitting on my couch. I can pull up my phone. I can throw five bucks on the, you know, the Packers minus three and a half, whatever. But I don't control the outcome of that game. These guys do. If Quintez Cephas bet the uh, the Lions, maybe he doesn't bet on his own team. Let's say he bet the Vikings, you know, minus seven. How do we know he didn't bet the Lions minus seven? And again, this just happened. Do you remember when you woke up and you found out on a Sunday morning that Calvin Ridley got suspended for a year? Remember that? Calvin really got suspended for a year and we thought it was mental health, which I was like, fine, you take, you know, you take time away from the team. Or we found out that Calvin Ridley was stepping away from the team and we thought it was mental health. And I'm like, good for you, Calvin, you're a good guy. And it turns out the league was suspending him for gambling. Like, man, 1500 bucks cost Calvin Ridley like $4 million or whatever the number was. We just went through this. And it's like, if you're, if you are Jamison Williams, whatever that bet was, unless you were betting $4 million, which would have been your entire year's salary, unless you were betting $4 million on Alabama or the Lakers or the Edmonton or whoever, 
You are not, what you're costing your team is one thing, but you're costing your pocketbook even more. You're missing out on game checks. Now, six times, you're not getting paid. You know, take it $4 million over 17 games, however many that is for a, a, a guy in his second year, who, by the way, just missed half of a year in his rookie season because of an injury. Immaturity or stupid? A little bit of both, probably, when you're 22 and rich. Again, I'll never know what that's like. I'm now 42 after yesterday. <laughs> Kira, happy two-year anniversary to you. Oh, thank you. Kira's two-year anniversary here in the building was my 42nd birthday. We will always share this date. Yay! Hooray! Uh, coming up, Tiki Barber from The Fan in New York has maybe... Maybe he looked into his crystal ball and has a bad outlook for the Jets and why I'm rocking the Motley Crew uh, t-shirt today in honor of the NFL draft. I'll tell you why next. Like ESPN Des Moines on Facebook and watch Wicket's World live in real time. This is 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. My name's Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World. Cubs baseball coming up 1245 for the pregame with Zach Zaidman. Pat and Ron will have the uh, first pitch at 120. And then tomorrow we'll have uh, basically the same schedule. Cubs and Dodgers game two from the north side of Chicago. Followed by at night, we'll have the uh, Bucks and Heat from ESPN Radio in the NBA playoffs. And then Sunday, we'll have, uh, again, game three, Cubs and Dodgers. And then Sunday Night Baseball, I think it's Mets and Giants. So if you are looking for live sports right here on ESPN Des Moines, we've got you. Don't you worry. By the way, good luck to the Iowa, uh, the Wild tonight. Are you going to the game? I know you're a big hockey fan. I hope so. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Time's running out to make that decision, Kira. <laughs> uh, if the they lose and the season's over, right? Because they lost yes. on Wednesday. Okay. Who are they playing? Rockford? Yep. Ice Hogs. Okay. Yep. I gotcha. I gotcha. Again, thanks to uh, Jeff Rieger for joining us. If you missed that conversation about the Lions and the suspensions to uh, Jamison Williams and three other players due to gambling, it'll be up at ESPNDesMoines.com and on all the socials. So, um, there's still no movement on the Aaron Rodgers story. Obviously, we're all waiting for the, the Aaron Rodgers news to drop, whether or not it's going to be the first overall pick, two twos, a first and a conditional, third and whatever it might be. Last week, we talked about Aaron Rodgers to the Niners, and I was like, there's no chance this is even going to be a thing. First off, the Packers have already said, we're not trading Aaron Rodgers within the NFC. That's never going to happen. And then Rodgers, of course, when he came out of the uh, the darkness, went on McAfee's show and said, "I my intention is to play for the New York Jets, which, by the way, that has got some real immunized vibes to it. That is... That my intention is to play for the New York Jets reeks of are you vaccinated? Yeah, I'm immunized. That that and we didn't we didn't just like the media three years ago let that comment slip. We let that one slip on the McAfee show. Oh, wicked. I had forgotten about right? that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, they brought in Nathaniel Hackett, they brought in Alan Lazard. You know, they moved Elijah Moore for a second-round pick, all to be able to deal Green Bay two twos. My intention is to play for the New York Jets. 
But as we learned this week, Brock Purdy isn't exactly healthy. They are deciding to move on possibly from Trey Lance. And then Tiki Barber, the former NFL running back who now does a show on WFAN Radio in New York, said the door is possibly open now for San Francisco to swoop in and grab Aaron Rodgers. Purdy is saying he's not sure he's going to play. So if the 49ers move on from Trey Lance, the other presumptive starter, and they sign Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold's the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers who were in the NFC Championship game a year ago. He would have been better than what they had last year True, in terms of Purdy going down, but I hear you. The answer is hell no. Okay. So all of this little simmering is not even like smoke coming out of this thing. It's just a little crickling of flames starting to burgeon up underneath the leaves about Aaron Rodgers actually going to the 49ers as opposed to the Jets. Oh, here we go. Now oh, has oh. some validity. It, I thought it was a 0% chance a week ago when I was on the air. And this time around, it's like, hmm, okay, 2%. 2% chance. And, and Tiki goes on to say that, look, the Niners are not a team that's going to hesitate. If the 49ers trade Trey Lance, and again, the clock is probably off on him because they like Trey, they like Brock Purdy better. If the if they trade Trey Lance and Brock Purdy isn't available to play this year because of UCL surgery, Sam Donald is not. I promise you, is not starting for the 49ers. They will go get, and they're they're okay to mortgage their future because they don't care. They're not worried about losing their jobs. Uh, they've they've done it before. They've gotten to the championship game. They've gotten deep in the playoffs. Right. This team will go get Aaron Rodgers if he's available and. And the Jets, the Jets, the premise that we started this with will be stuck sitting out in the cold with their underwear on, and that's it. There's another guy, too, by the way, that the that the Niners are linked to, a veteran who could step in and you would think gives them, quote, Super Bowl credibility, and that's Kirk Cousins from Minnesota. It'll be interesting to see what the Vikings do at the quarterback spot or what the Vikings do in that first round. Like, if Hendon Hooker is around from Tennessee – or if somehow Minnesota moves up and they get a guy like Will Levis or something, you know Cousins is immediately on the block at that point. And it wouldn't surprise me if they moved on from Kirk Cousins, who, you know, if you have Kirk Cousins in fantasy football, he's solid. I've I've had him in my uh, my guillotine league for a couple of years now. Dude doesn't really screw up your fantasy team. He's not going to win you a league, but he's not going to lose you a league because he's going to, you know, get you about 250 yards and a touchdown or two. Every single week that he's, he's consistent. So I, but I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota is going to move on, if they can get something in return for cousins, as opposed to giving him more guaranteed money. That guy's stolen so much money in the national football league. It's ridiculous. But if the Niners who have zero draft capital, I don't think they have a first or a second round pick. They traded it all away to get Trey Lance. But if the Niners want Aaron Rodgers, it would have to be a lot of future picks going to Green Bay. That's why I think it's very difficult to see San Francisco making that trade. Meanwhile, you've got the Jets. I always thought, just trade 13 for 12. Trade that 13th overall pick for Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Nagler from CheeseheadTV.com, one of my absolute favorite guys to, to cover the Green Bay Packers, he tweeted this out. You can put an end to the 12 for 13 conversation. Because the kid that's going to announce the Jets pick in Kansas City next week is a make-a-wish kid with leukemia. They're not taking that away from him, okay? It's the kid's potentially last wish, all right? 13 for 12 is not going to happen, not because maybe Woody Johnson doesn't want to part with it. 
or it's not enough for the Packers, or whatever. The kid that is announcing the Jets pick has leukemia. I am not kidding you. So all of the talk of that has to go away. So maybe it will be a couple of twos in a conditional third that could become a first. I'm not laughing at a kid with leukemia, all right? I feel terrible for him and his family. I'm a father. I've got three kids. And to, to go through that is amazing. But it, if, if that that is the reason why 13 for 12 is not going to happen anymore. But two second rounders for Aaron Rodgers could turn into a first round pick, which then the Packers could use to move up and they can take the, the wide receiver from Ohio State and they could take somebody. We'll have to wait and see. The draft is uh, is a week away, six days away. I know it's awkward to talk about this, isn't it? Yeah. It, it really is. I know it is. I'm very aware. But don't. I'm telling you, if the Niners can figure out a way to, and maybe they have to part with one of their weapons. Maybe it's like a third, a first, and, Brand, and next year, and Brandon Ayuk or something along those lines. You know, a wide receiver that seems to be hit and miss with San Francisco, even though he kind of fits the perfect scenario for that Niners offense or that perfect situation, but uh, keep an eye out for that. So I I am rarely blown away by news. Mm. Next week, I'll be at the NFL Draft. I'm going to drive down. My wife is giving me two days off from the kids for my birthday. Aww. Yeah, my Happy birthday was yesterday. Birthday. Thank you. I said, do you want to go? She said, no. So I'm going down Thursday. I'm going to wake up at, I, I normally wake up at four in the morning for my job on laser, but I'm going to try to sleep until seven. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go down to Kansas City. I'm going to see some friends. And then the draft is down at Union Station, the big train station down there. And if you've never seen Union Station, it's massive. What's even bigger is the stage they're building. It is so huge. It's the biggest stage they've ever had for the NFL draft, which is no surprise. Next year's will be bigger, probably. And then when you go up this big hill that looks down on Union Station, you get to the World War I Museum, which in itself is an amazing attraction. But that's where the NFL experience is going to be. And my buddy, he's like, well, they haven't announced the concerts yet. I'm like, what concerts? Oh, man. Last year, it was Weezer on the first night, Ice Cube on the second night, because he's a Raider fan and it was in Vegas, and then it was Marshmallow, a DJ, on the third night. I've been fine. I like Weezer. I like Ice Cube. Marshmallow would be fine. Whatever. It's probably a good dance party. This year, though. The word came out, I think, on Wednesday or, th- or Tuesday, whatever it was. Thursday night after round one, a free show for everybody who's down there. They're talking about a couple hundred thousand people going to be down there over the course of three days. Fallout Boy is going to be there. I'm like, what? I've never seen Fallout Boy. I would love to see Fallout Boy. And then I saw the Friday night uh, concert for free. That's why I'm rocking the T-shirt. You can see it on the video right now on Facebook. Motley Crue is playing. This is the Motley Crue song you're going to take us out with. Not Kickstart My Heart. Not Girls, Girls, Girls. This one, a ballad? This is the hype we're ending the show. We're going into Cubs baseball, and it's this one? Oh, my God. All right. Thanks to Jeff Rieger for joining us. <laughs> Am I done here in like 30 seconds? Uh, okay, I can keep going. All right. I can't wait, man. I think it's going to be awesome. I've seen Crew one time with Poison about eight, nine years ago, and it's going to be great. So if you are down at the draft, next, no show next week. If you are down at the draft, say hello. I'll be the one in Packers gear. If you miss anything, ESPNDesMoines.com. The dulcet tones of Vince Neal taking us out. Have a good weekend. Just one more night and I-